Hi, Tamarindo Podcast listeners. Brenda here. We partner with Toyota to bring you this insightful conversation full of great career tips. Our guests include L'Oreal Vasquez, Emily LeMay Gaitan, and Tommy Walker, representing a diverse set of experiences, roles, and backgrounds. You'll hear more about what they do in just a moment, but what they all share is a genuine love for Toyota and experience working in the tech world. They're here to share some great resources and ideas for career growth and exploration, especially for folks interested in considering jobs in tech. Let's hear from our panel now. Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. L'Oreal, can you tell us what you do at Toyota and what you like best about working there? Uh, yeah, my name is L'Oreal Vasquez. I am a senior manager in our HR People Solutions Services group. My focus is around technical talent and looking at transformation um, initiatives. Excellent. What do you like about working at Toyota? There's several things that I love about Toyota. Um, you know, I always say it's kind of funny. I started 18 years ago. And when I first started, I was like, I'm only going to stay at Toyota until I find a better job. I have never found a better job or a better company. Uh, the biggest one for me is around the people. Um, we have two pillars around respect for people and continuous improvement. And you literally see it in so many different ways um, throughout you know, our, our organization. So I just love that we have an amazing culture and great people. Yes. That's so crazy you said that, L'Oreal, because I've, I have been in the company 25 years. And when I first got the job, I was like, should I move closer? And I was like, no, I won't be there long. And <laughs> so um, I feel the same way. Anyway, just wanted to share that. <laughs> That's great. I was going to ask you, Tommy, what you do at Toyota and what your favorite part is about working there. So my name is Tommy Walker, and I am responsible for talent and um, strategic communications in our IT division at Toyota Motor North America. And um, and I'm, I'm just going to echo some of the things that L'Oreal says. Like, I love the culture, the people, the problem solving. Like, if you don't like what your job and what you're doing and how you're doing it, you have the freedom to be able to change it, right, and to deliver in the way that you see fit. And that's just very empowering. And uh, and so that's one of the reasons why I've been here as long as I have. Excellent. And Emily, how do you spend your time at Toyota and what brings you to work every day? Hi, Brenda. Thanks for the question. Um, you know, I've worked in a lot of different capacities at Toyota, starting um, supporting the digital marketing teams, most recently working um, as a member of the office of the CIO. Uh, so a lot of my time is working with our, our global and international affiliates, trying to align on um, our technical strategies and build synergies where we can. Um, so one of my favorite things about Toyota, it's interesting, I've been here for close to 10 years. I actually started as an external consultant back when we were in California. And when Toyota had announced that they were making the move to Texas, you know, I was really on the fence about whether or not I was going to be making the move as well. But the client I was supporting at Toyota, we had such a great rapport that they were like, please join the team officially, come with us to Texas. And because 
all of the people I worked with were so respectful and kind. And I just remember everyone seeming so happy in the halls and just really excited to be there. It really seemed like a no-brainer to make the move. So, you know, I have uh, since been a member of, of the Texas community, the Texas Toyota community for about five years. Um, you know, and, and every day I, I'm in the trenches with my colleagues trying to, um, you know, push our, our principles and, and our, our priorities forward uh, from a digital strategy perspective. Great. Well, thank you all for sharing what you do at Toyota. Sounds like it's a fantastic place to work. And I'm going to ask you, Tommy, we'll start with you and I want to hear from everybody, but I'd like to know, can you briefly tell me what does it mean to you to be able to bring your authentic self to work? Good question. Um, well, first off is freedom. So I'm gay. I'm a gay man. And uh, as a gay person in my life, every time you meet someone new, you have to come out every single time. And and so every single time that you come out, you're always wondering, how is this person going to take that? How is it right? What the reaction is going to be? And I have to say, because Toyota's and, and for some of the reasons that Emily and Loriano and I have already cited, there's that element isn't there. Like that fear of coming out isn't there, right? Because of the focus around diversity and inclusion. And um, and so to have that level of freedom in an environment is pretty amazing to me. So that's that's where you can bring your authenticity. Beautiful. And Emily, what does it mean to you to bring your authentic self to work? Thanks, Brenda. You know, this is a really interesting question for me. When I when I think back to myself as a professional professional earlier in my career, you know, I felt like I had to very much behave or be a certain way to kind of fit into this image of of a professional. You know, fit into this box, um, and I feel like. Part of that resulted in me not necessarily letting my my uh, personality shine through, and the things that make me, you know, quirky and interesting and fun to work with. And I find as you know, I grew more comfortable in my skin as a professional, as a manager, as a leader, um, and just sort of trusted that the right people would gravitate towards me, <clears throat> towards me professionally. I just stopped worrying about that as much. You know, I think women often have to worry about not being able to talk about your family or children because of perception issues. Um, but, I, but I've actually found when I stopped worrying about that as much, you know, a few years into my career and just let my, you know, authenticity and identities shine through, you know, not only did um, I find work more enjoyable because the, like I said, the right sorts of personalities gravitated towards me that we would work, for, uh, you know, work on projects or collaborate together, but work became more fun. Um, and through that actual, uh, you know, real tangible friendships resulted with my colleagues as well. So. You know, I think, you know, for women especially um, or, you know, people of color having to worry about perception or behaving a certain way, um, you know, when you when you let yourself um, just just lie in your authenticity, um, you know, the, the right opportunities will will find their way to you and the right people that you'll ultimately want to align with. Great. And it sounds like Toyota helped facilitate that safe, that space where you could bring that authenticity in. So L'Oreal, um, tell me about you. What does it mean to you to be able to bring your authentic self to work? Yeah. You know, I love this question. I feel like, um, you know, very similar to, to Tommy and Emily in terms of, you know, Toyota being a, a diverse place to work and they respect uh, people and our differences and they value that diversity actually increases our productivity. It's proven. It's well known. For me, being a Hispanic woman um, is very important to who I am. I talk about you know, my culture at work. I talk about my children at work. I have a very, very large, loud family that's incredibly loving. 
Uh, however, you know, I think there were perceptions, um, especially in a male do dominated environment um, or company where, you know, women can't be ambitious or women that if you have children, right, and you have family. And I think that we've really been able to prove and with the support of Toyota that women can be driven, we can be career ambitious, and we can have family and we have, can have kids. Um, and there is, you know, trade-offs. There are, you know, life balances that you have to work. Um, but the great thing is, is that Toyota does respect that I'm a mother, I'm a wife, you know, I'm also a person that's driven in terms of wanting to continue to grow and get promoted at Toyota. Um, so it's just awesome that that we have that um, support. Beautiful. I love to hear that. Now, um, I, I obviously think of Toyota as a car company, but it's not just a car punk company. You all have very different roles. There's a lot of different types of jobs that exist within this organization. And one refreshing way to think of te of Toyota is as a tech company. So L'Oreal, would you describe Toyota as a tech company? And if you would, why would you do that? Yeah, you know, it's an amazing time for us at Toyota. Uh, we're transitioning to become a mobility company, which is in essence a technology company. Um, and I definitely think, you know, it is a, a transformation and it's, you know, one that it's no longer evolving. It's really, we're there, we're, we are now a mobility company. We've set this vision and we're going after it. Um, in terms of technology, we know that you know, the competition is fierce for technical talent uh, because there's aspects of, of technical roles, whether it's in our business units or in the, the normal um, you know, departments that are more tech focused like IT or our data and analytics area. Um, but definitely it's in the, fi the fabric of everything we do in terms of supporting us to become a, a mobility company. Yes. And Tommy or Emily, do you have anything to add about thinking of Toyota as, as a tech company? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm just building on um, what L'Oreal said. Like, We've obviously been known as a car company. To be honest with you, before we were a car company, we created looms. <laughs> and, um, and so there's been this evolution of what we, who we've been and what we produce. And mobility is our next evolution. And when you think about it, cars are just hardware now. Right. And we've got software that are running our cars. And so every car manufacturer is a technology company at this point. Right. And and then you take those vehicles and you want it to connect it to things, right, connect it to each other so that there's a safety um, as we're driving, connecting it to cities and to lights and infrastructure. All of that's going to be done with software and hardware. And so when we look at mobility, we're looking at all of that, right? And so we need the technical talent that's going to move us in that direction. And that's what we're seeking. Beautiful. I hope this helps uh, perk up the ears of our listeners that they could find a home at Toyota in various different career paths, including technology. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Emily, what advice do you have for entry-level and mid-career professionals that are looking to get started in tech or to make a switch in their career? 
Thanks, Brenda. I think one really interesting way of looking at this is, you know, I think a lot of times when people think of technology companies or, or jobs opportunities for employment in tech, they think of kind of the, the traditional tech companies um, that you hear of on a day-to-day -day basis. But what I think is a really interesting thing to keep in mind is any company um, that you or I as a consumer deal with has an IT department. So if there is a brand um, or a company like Toyota that you're very interested in or are a customer to, um, or you like the way that they do business, there is more than likely an opportunity to um, join their technical team if they've got those positions available. I think for entry level, Definitely um, focusing on learning opportunities um, in the form of internships, starting to network, build relationships through, um, you know, uh, technology uh, communities and communities of practice that might be available through, um, you know, the, the, local, the local technology uh, workforce. And then also if you're mid-career, what's really interesting is, like I said, not only do most companies have technology departments, every company really, but almost every department needs to technology support, even if it's not a technology department like L'Oreal was referencing. So if you're a sales or marketer, you know, similar to me where I had started, um, you know, more on the creative side, um, but I was always very technology driven um, and found myself solving technology problems over time, you know, early in my career, I just sort of made that jump um, almost unintentionally because I like to solve those problems. Um, you know, it helped that I sort of taught myself, you know, very basic coding skills, uh, you know, when I was younger. Uh, but but having that, that interest in kind of the business aspect and also technology helped me make that transition um, once I was ready. So I think for, you know, junior to mid-level employees uh, or even mid-career employees looking to make a switch, um, keeping an eye on areas of interest and, and you know, such as cyber or info Sec, uh, or architecture, um, or even marketing and advertising technology, you know, the things that are new and hot with a lot of opportunities, start to research those, seek those out. Um, and then again, networking and building relationships is really critical. Yeah. And L'Oreal, is there anything to add? Any other advice that you might have for entry level or mid-career professionals that are trying to make the switch to tech? Yeah, for sure. You know, one of the things that I like to tell people is um, do some research on the company, the area, you know, when we talk about tech, it, it is very broad. Um, and then identify what type of, of role in technology that you can see yourself um, doing really well and utilize the skills that you have um, and then build upon them. So one of the things I talk about is leveling up. You know, how do we, um, whether it's getting certified, um, reading material or blogs that are in that industry or in that area of focus, um, I also, though, do um, tell people, you know, I caution on going back to college. Uh, if you have a degree, you know, I think looking at certifications is amazing and, and some training. And obviously there are um, sites like Coursera and other, um, you know, avenues that you can go down to get that information. But we, you don't want to necessarily go into more, more debt, right, when it comes to schooling. But there may be times where adding an additional advanced degree to complement your, you know, your, your bachelor's would make sense. Um, so it's not a one size fits all approach. I do think that based off of your desire, your skill, the, the field that you're wanting to get into, whether it's automotive or financing uh, from a tech perspective, you may need to look at that and adjust. The other thing that I say is that um, technology has changed. And we have now become more uh, out of the box and configuration based versus true hardcore uh, programmers. 
So for example, there's applications called Salesforce. It's amazing. You can get your certification as a person that has no idea about tech and you can you know, gain a lot of knowledge through those, those certifications and make really good uh, money and a living as a Salesforce admin, for example. Yes. And I know Tommy and Emily, you've got stuff to add. So Tommy, what did you want to add to this? So um, I'm just excited about this topic because right now I uh, have my own talent in the IT space. So first I want to say is like, don't disregard your business experience, number one, right? That is incredibly valuable. You understanding how your business operates and the major processes and, and how what you produce, use it. Then let's start to look for how can I automate those things, right? And because that knowledge partnered with IT, it right, join and like get something inspired, do a business case and work with your IT group to get that executed, right? So, and then as you start to, to get onto those types of projects, you start to understand, understand the underlying technologies and what types of things IT looks out for. So you can leverage it that way as well. And then one of the things that has been brought up is around certifications. So yes, 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 and yes, certifications, nano degrees, you don't have to go back to um, a college. You can go get a nano degree through things like Udacity, um, uh, that's a site that you can go look at. There's Coursera, which L'Oreal had already mentioned. So look at that as well. And then um, certifications. You can look at things through like AWS and others um, so that you can grab those, add them to your plate and resume and uh, be able to build that career. Yes. And Emily, what, what other suggestions, what other advice did you want to add? You know, I just wanted to add to something that L'Oreal mentioned that I thought was a really great point and something that I personally benefit from very early in my career. So she had talked about seeking out, you know, newsletters and, and websites that have a lot of sort of industry and trade content. Uh, very early in my career as a digital marketer, um, that was actually one way that I was able to really distinguish myself at that particular employer as a subject matter expert is because I would obsessively read uh, trade publications like Ad Age and Marketing Week and, and um, IAB, which is the Internet Advertising Bureau's website, to really um, give myself a leg up uh, from a knowledge perspective and make sure that I was just absorbing every piece of information I could so that I could um, even, you know, as a, a junior employee, you know, 12 years ago, uh, really project myself and position myself as, as an expert so that, you know, you could be taken seriously and and illustrate that you did your homework you know what you're talking about and you've got you know documentation and and you know literature in the industry that will back up what you're what you're presenting or proposing so um, yeah great point L'Oreal. yes this has been really really helpful tips these are very helpful tips for folks that are kind of trying to make the switch I think a lot of this also translates to folks that want to accelerate their career in tech but let's look at that topic specifically for folks that are already in tech how can they stand out how can they accelerate their career and who would like to take that one on? I can start. Um, so, you know, I, I love this question because I think that sometimes when you're in technology, you feel like you're kind of boxed into a certain area within technology. And that's really no longer the, the case. And the beautiful thing about Toyota is that we are, we are huge and we have lots of areas within technology um, in terms of positions and types of technology that you can work on, whether that's hardware, software, infrastructure, cybersecurity, for example. Um, one of the things that I say is, you know, careers are fluid. So sometimes, you know, when you want to grow, we can grow um, more in terms of knowledge and experience versus a promotional opportunity. opportunity. Um, and sometimes you're going to, you know, put yourself out there and ask, you know, raise your hand. 
I want to get on an initiative or a project that's going to help me grow so that it prepares me for the future in terms of being able to get promoted and have some of those additional advantages of moving up within the organization. Um, I also tell people, you know, get involved, whether it's like through your local chamber of commerce, um, other businesses. There's so many uh, businesses that are, you know, uh, women of color, um, uh, women owned. Um, also, obviously, there's um, local uh, small startup businesses that you can support in terms of helping them with tech support. Um, because a lot of companies don't have the budget, right, to, to be able to pay for the type of knowledge that we have. We can give that and at the same time continue to grow. And that does, you know, give back to you and your community as well as your own personal skill set. Um, and then the other thing is just looking at mentoring opportunities and, and networking. Um, obviously, networking is huge when it comes to continuing to accelerate. Um, and I do that with a very, very purposeful mindset. Um, look at looking at it from a couple different aspects. You know, there's a st strategic portion of, you know, who's within my network that can help me with some of my 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 goals, um, and also people that can tell me my blind spots because there needs to be some trust and understanding um, because sometimes we think we're somewhere where we may not be, um, and it's good to get you know that trusted mentor or sponsor to give us that information and then help us because in order for us to accelerate, we really need to reduce those blind spots and have a clear understanding of what do we need to do to help us continue to grow and learn. Very excellent point to have mentors that can give it to you straight because you really got to be able to, to receive that information. You can't have just uh, cheerleaders, right? Cheerleaders are important. You need a mentor to be a cheerleader as well and encourage you, but you also need them to give you that advice around the blind spots. So Emily, what did you want to add to this? Yeah, I wanted to say that um, there's also a really interesting way of thinking about when you when you're assessing how you want your career trajectory to grow. Um, do you want to be a specialist or a generalist? And there's really a place for both. Um, for people who only want to do one sort of field of practice or study, um, or, or specialize in an area, you, you can really dedicate your career to doing that one thing. However, there's definitely a place and a lot of room for success for people who want to understand, like Tommy had said earlier, you know, people who start on the business side and make the jump to tech or vice versa. And then you have a wide breadth of experience and knowledge that make you a very strong asset as well. Uh, so I just wanted to say that, you know, there's really an opportunity to take a look at yourself and your personality and the things you enjoy doing um, and to decide you know, your depth or breadth of experience and how you want that to, to propel you, um, you know, up or out uh, within an organization or just professionally in general. Great tips. Great tips across industries, really. All these, all these are really helpful tips. So what if I'm not super technical? Is there a place for me at Toyota's technical team? What if I'm just like not, in, <laughs> not a technical person? Uh, Tommy, how about we hear from you? Well, so first of all, I want to say that um, Toyota is hiring and it's hiring in capacities that are not just around technology. So, so um, please, <laughs> I want you to look and let me give you some reference, um, some resources. One is um, go to toyota.com, our career site, um, and you're going to see a full breadth of everything that we're looking for. And it could be from marketing to human resources to um, engineering to um, into the technology space. If it's specific to technology, um, look for our page around digital technology and mobility, and it'll give you the areas of technology that, that are um, within the company that you can look at all of the available um, uh, careers. Um, so there is a place. 
number one. I want to make sure that everyone knows. Um, I have to also say that my background is in uh, marketing and communication. And so I jumped into IT. And I have to say, I'm also a songwriter. And I use that all the time, right? Because songwriting, you've got three to four minutes to write something. And you've got to be able to express something that people can understand and relate to. And so no one would think that a songwriter could have a, a, a career in technology, but I use it all the time. My, I've, I've supported four CIOs and I've had some of them come to me and say, like, I don't say something unless you tell me that I should say it in this way, because there is a, like, I reduce and distill language down to help others understand and relate to, right? So the reason I bring this up is because there is opportunity for anyone in the technology space. It's like, bring your experience to bear. Yes, you may have some gaps that you're gonna need to fill like with certifications and um, other types of experience, but don't discount the ability to, to move into tech if you want to be. Yes, and Emily, I know that spoke to you. So what, what would you add to that? Yes, yeah, very similar to Tommy. You know, I started my career in the marketing and advertising space, but again, because I was so passionate about technology, um, loved to build things. Uh, you know, the transition was was also very seamless and natural for me. But the one thing I wanted to say, similar to that, you know, Tommy talks about the the art of storytelling and narrative to to communicate ideas. There, there's something that I learned very early in my career that has also been very useful is just a general life skill, right? Well, I have two. The first one is develop your sales skills. Salespeople, you wouldn't think of having, you know, not necessarily in the traditional technology space, uh, you know, as like an architect or a programmer um, or a database engineer. However, um, when you're working on an IT team, what is the most ex important thing to move your, th your, the, your projects together? It's funding. If you can't sell why your projects need to be funded, uh, you know, it's very hard to move things forward sometimes. So um, you don't necessarily have to sell your soul, but you do have to be able to sell your ideas. So I um, definitely encourage anyone, uh, you know, interested in working in technology to be able to, to build those skills because, you know, being persuasive and a strong communicator will always help get buy-in, support, alignment, um, and to be able to sell yourself, because on some degree, you know, we are all selling ourselves a little bit every day in terms of trying to uh, promote our ideas or influence. Um, so definitely want to encourage that. And then I just have this saying that I, I also developed um, during kind of a trying time when I was on the agency side, working with, um, you know, kind of challenging personalities is, and this is like my life guiding principle also at work, um, is be a collabor collaborator, not a complicator. Um, if you approach things from a collaborative capacity and you want to work together to solve things and look at things as how does, how can we make a situation where everybody wins, um, you know, in terms of how can I add, to, uh, you know, how can I add value to my employer, but also myself as a technologist and professional, all of those things can really help um, move you ahead as you move within your organization or try to advance your career in technology. Beautiful. So many great tips. Again, like I shared, these are great tips across industries. So even if you're listening and, and uh, you're happy where you are, these are still fantastic tips to get your your career accelerated. So thank you, Tommy. You mentioned the website. We will definitely include that website in the show notes for this episode so you all can start looking for opportunities at Toyota. And L'Oreal, I have a question for you. What tips do you have for folks that are going to apply to Toyota? What would, would be some tips that you have for them about the process? 
Yeah, I'd be happy to share. Um, you know, there's a couple different things. One is just do a little bit of research about, you know, again, the company that you're applying for. Um, and you can go to our website. There's fabulous material um, explaining all the different divisions um, and where we're located and, you know, gives more background in terms of what we're looking for in terms of, of team members. But I also think that it's important to know that, you know, even though you may be applying for us, we're applying for you too, right? And so we want to make sure that you know how wonderful um, we have, what, you know, what our benefits are, um, what does our compensation look like, why, um, you know, what's in it for you in terms of coming and, and working for Toyota as well. And there's a lot of great information online that can um, give you more insight into that. Additionally, what I would say is when you start to move into the interview process, we have um, uh, what we call our STAR method in terms of interviewing. And it's really a helpful way to, to make sure that you're prepared for the interview. Um, and you know, we, we do have that information online too, so to talk a little bit about what STAR stands for and you know, what would be expected as part of the, the interview. But I think you know, just getting prepared um, in terms of having quality responses is gonna be huge because there's a lot of uh, competition in the market. People are gonna be applying for the job and you know, the conversations that you're having as part of the interview, they help and they matter. Um, what I also would say, though, is in terms of your skill set and your subject matter expertise, um, there are positions that are probably going to be better suited for me for you than others. Um, I always encourage people get in the door, you know, come to Toyota and get into a position, even if it's an entry level position. Uh, work hard, you know, learn new things and grow, and then you can continue to move from department or work group um, around Toyota. Myself, Emily, and Tommy are great examples of that. Um, in my uh, almost 18 years at Toyota, I think I've had 12 different positions, uh, some on the finance division, some on our motor side, IT, HR. Um, so the great thing is, is that we are you know, um, a, an organization that supports people to move around. The important thing is getting into Toyota, and then you can always do an exploration where you figure out, you know, what do I really want to do longer term if the first role you get isn't maybe the one that you want to continue to be in for the rest of your life. Um, so again, you know, I just think it's unique, uh, the career journey that each person goes to. It's not going to be a one-stop one shop for everyone, um, but do a little bit of research. And then also, you know, feel free to, to talk to people within the industry um, there's a lot of networking opportunities that Toyota engages in. Um, so we would also encourage and a lot of that information is online too, um, and how you can get involved with some of the networking opportunities as well. Yes. And Emily, what else, what other additional tips do you have about the process? Yeah, I think everything L'Oreal says, you know, great advice on finding positions on our website, seeking out employers that give you a lot of opportunities to dabble or um, experience different areas within a business organization. The other thing I wanted to stress that I, I think we don't hear about enough is also think about looking at it through the lens of what is in it for me as an employee and also as, you know, a human individual, right? Am I looking for employers that offer work-life balance? Am I looking for employers that will uh, support me in my um, professional endeavors, such as publishing patents, you know, and helping me to go through that process and get those things out the door um, and get my work um, into the public domain uh, through, through an approved patent. 
am I looking for an employer who will support my, my endeavors academically and educationally through the form of something like tuition reimbursement? And, you know, I'm really excited to say that, you know, when you start to look at those things, um, you'll find that an employer like Toyota, um, you know, and the bigger companies are often able to, to provide more support for those types of things. Um, you know, so those are definitely things that I was very excited to learn about as I was trying to think about what am I looking for, not just as a professional and a leader, uh, but also as a, you know, a, a working mom, uh, you know, what are the things that are important to me? So I definitely encourage people to also think about in terms of um, benefit to yourself, not just from a paycheck, but how are you going to grow as, you know, a citizen of the world and, you know, and a professional uh, so that you are getting tangible benefits as well. Beautiful. Okay. Well, I want to thank each of you for spending some time with us here on Tamarindo. I think we're going to leave folks with a lot of information, a lot of fabulous tips. Once again, the website for the different career options at Toyota are going to be linked on the show notes of this episode. I just want to thank each of you for spending some time with us. This was a lot of fun and very informative. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Thanks for having us. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Anashayla Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernandez and Augusto Martinez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards. If you want to support our work, please rate and review Tamarindo Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI 220099.